He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. TV game with a morning show, a superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and fuck off, okay? So Gosh, I love that. Can we just, uh, would we just watch that clip, the whole thing? There's like seven minutes of it. Do we just watch it every day? Because Gervais <laughs> killed it. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That was Ricky Gervais in what would <laughs> be his last award show appearance ever. He went out with a mic drop of all mic drops. But there's lots of talk about Apple right now. And I think it's just important that we remember who Apple is. Who a lot of these, it's not just Apple too, by the way. A lot of these companies are who are using and abusing little Chinese children for their financial gain. Um, <clears throat> man, it was good. I love it. And I remember there's lots of conversation. Oh, he's been red pill. Ah, look, I don't know if he was or not. It doesn't matter. What he said that night made everyone in that room uncomfortable. Their faces in the other parts of the clip were amazing. They were priceless. And... Everything he said was just spot on. It was spot on. So good for him. No, uh, we 100%. Got a go. 100%. He, need, he needed to say it because they do it every single time. They're, you know, and and uh, like he said, they know nothing. <laughs> and so it's. I'm glad that he said it. And I, and I think he knew, I'm going to say this is the last time they're going to ask me. Right. You know, but he, but he's all, it's funny. Like, uh, have you, did you ever watch his show that he had? I don't know if it was on HBO or Showtime. Where it was just like little shorts, and they're uh, like one of the, I've seen one clips, of the. But I didn't really watch. Yeah, it, like if I'm being honest, one of them was they're like, uh, well, I want to say this, well, you can't say it. Well, well, he can say it. Well, he can get away with it. Like he can say whatever he wants, and it's true. He could. Everyone, everyone was laughing, even yeah. if it was an uncomfortable laughter. People were laughing, you know, and it's he got away with it. But hey, you know, good for him for saying it because we all want to say it, right? We yeah. all want to say it. Well, and we're in. I mean, guys, we're at that point. I was talking about it with Tom, you know, earlier today. And not just because Tom and I were talking about it, not just not because of this clip or that clip, but we're at that point in time where if you're not speaking your mind, try and do it as, a, as delicately as you can. Like, try not to be a douche about it, but certainly tell the truth. Don't just, like, hide behind, like, oh, I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say that. Like, say it. It's, it's, it is that time. There's no diplomacy left. There's no room for that. They don't, the other side doesn't do that. So just say what you think. Stand up for what you believe in, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's, 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 it's high time that, that everyone does that. Don't, don't cower. Oh, am I going to offend this? Who cares? Who cares? That person doesn't value you, so why do you care if they're offended 
by you and, and what you're saying. All right, lots to get in today. Biden tried talking and justifying inflation further while also insulting the audience. I love it when he does this. When he, I'll tell you, show you what I'm talking about. But when he makes these comments, like, "Well, you're an idiot," but I mean, right? Like, I mean, he, it's it's remarkable what he said. Then, if you want to be a lawyer, you shouldn't. Most lawyers are awful. I I was communicating with one this morning who's helped Shafi, who's not. He's amazing. There are some good ones, but if you want to be a lawyer, there's good news. Good news because that nasty LSAT test that you had to take not required anymore they've literally lowered the bar they've literally lowered the bar well done well yeah. done that's, that's i've been thinking about that all morning yeah i i that's that's awesome um same sex same same sex marriage act passed we'll talk to you about which GOPers voted for it mcconnell trump are, are active in a new spat Plus, in, in booze and banter today, which will be, you can see it on the screen, over at drewberkwist.locals.com, we'll put up the actual specific link to the booze and banter episode later on during the show. We're going to talk, the, the sci- scientists, I don't get why we keep doing everything possible to destroy humanity, but, but scientists have decided that tracking down a zombie virus in Russia deep underneath the ice was a good idea. We'll talk about that in Booze and Banter. AOC's fiance was allowed to speak on camera. AOC, let, it sounded like a hostage video, but she let him speak. We'll show you that. We'll talk about it. Joy Behar and, and the evil ladies of The View had Alyssa Milano on. We'll discuss that, show you the clip where they're talking about Elon. And with that, let's get to question of the day. All right. today. Um, well, let's do that. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Question of the day today is this. It's kind of random, but I want your answers because I love mustard. Okay, I'm just, let's just, if you're here for the first time, we, we do a question of the day. It very frequently involves food, and part of that is so I can get some great ideas. The question is this. What is the best non-traditional use for mustard? Don't say hot dogs or pretzels. Every, everyone uses mustard for hot dogs and hamburgers and pretzels. What is the best non-traditional use? What's another way you use it as you send your responses in, which we'll get to here in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Field of Greens. Full disclosure here, folks, I don't get the doctor recommended six cups of veggies and fruits a day. I'm sure that you probably don't as well. Most of us don't drink enough water. Water, most of us don't get our fruits and veggies in. But let me tell you what I do to combat that. To stay healthy. It's a product called Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. It's awesome. It's packed with full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. It is what I need. It is what you need to stay healthy. It works fast. You'll set, you'll have more energy. You'll look and feel healthier. It can even help you lose weight. Join me and take Field of Greens too and help to help you get started. They have been so gracious as to give this audience, you included, 15% off your first order, then another 10% when you subscribe for recurring orders. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com, use promo code DREW, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code DREW, and you're going to be glad that you did. Okay, let's get to your answers here. Disco, if you can read some of them, some of the chats went down over here. Um so it looks like over on Rumble, we got potato salad. Okay. 
Mixing it in like the mustard. potato salad or putting it on top of the potato salad? Mm. Salad dressing, meatballs. Okay. I, I use like it in it. a lot of different dressings and sauces. That's from Barb. Barb always has some really good recipes. That Barb we does. Just, we, we, need to, we need to publish a book of just her recipes. We're doing a Barb Rocks um, yeah. cookbook. Cookbook, yeah. Red, Red Beach Media <laughs> is going to put it out there. We'll promote it. Um, French fries. You do French fries with mustard. I, I've I, seen you do that. I do. I love mustard yeah. and French fries. Salt rub salt. on ribs so dry rub sets in. Okay. okay. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I, ooh. But grilled cheese is best. That's from D. Biggs. Ooh, you know what? I, I love that. I love that. I've done it. I don't do it enough, but that's delicious. That's delicious. Keep them <laughs> Texas coming. Panhandle. Guys. Drew, does mustard and foreplay count? Yes, it does. <laughs> now I'm getting some of the rumble stuff coming in. You got... You got mustard on sweet onions, although I kind of like it when you yep. read it better because it's like a surprise to me. Um, <laughs> mustard on sweet onions. Dill pickles. Kathy, mustard best use is do not use yuck. Oh, come on, Kathy. Um, I slathered over a turkey before seasoning with Tony C's and deep frying. That's from Scott Tomlinson from Facebook. Mm, Scott, That sounds delicious. Preach it, brother. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Pickles is great. You know why pickles is great? And you know why that works is because it's, you know, you, you think of a Cuban sandwich, right? Or any variety of a Cuban-like sandwich, and you've got pickles mm. and mustard worked in there with cheese. Oh, the flavors. Now I know what I need after the show today. Um, it's it's it, like pickles and mustard. Uh, like, I, I rarely have them. But when it's like where it's okay, it's on the, it's on the Cuban. Like, because it's just the perfect mixture. It, it so. is so good. My one, my one of my three daughters loves mustard, and I I get great joy out of seeing the amount of satisfaction that she gets out of eating mustard. It's like that kid's just into it. I love it. Um, so I would say, <clears throat> kind of in line. Oh, here, go ahead. Oh, one that's I've never heard before. Jane Callahan on Facebook. Cramps such as legs. Loads of marathons uh, participants use it. They just rub it on, like they just take yellow mustard and rub it on their legs. I've heard, I've heard like pickles, like pickle juice, but never mustard. That's, That's interesting. interesting. Yeah, this yeah. is this is fascinating to me. Okay, so I, you know, kind of with the grilled cheese, Cuban kind of variety, like just just on its own, a cheese and mustard sandwich is 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 a tasty little treat. But honestly, even if you just have some like sliced cheese and and just drizzle a little bit of mustard on and plug it it's good that's a great combo salt and salt baby and then you go for sweet later delightful um you don't really like mustard yeah no i'm not i, not, I do like spicy mustard that's fine that um, so works. Like, how about that like, real like grainy mustard that you usually get on like a charcuterie board yes that i'm that's, okay with that because it's like a little it's a little it's like a dijon like mustard that's okay um but for me it's like i where I do use it is if I go to Firehouse Sub and I get a hook and ladder, I get extra spicy mustard and extra mayo on it, and that's that's like that's that's where I go go big with it. Go big, I like it. But if for some reason here in Santa Fe, no matter where you're at, when you say I would like extra, whatever, that's code for I don't want anything at all on it, and um, take it. It's, it drives me crazy. I, I I get very angry at that moment. <laughs> Yeah, I said extra. I said extra mayo, not no mayo. Not like, no mayo. Come yeah. on. 
<laughs> what point of extra do you not get? Um, I get annoyed when some of the, ch the chat streams don't come through to my studio because um, it's harder to engage. But we'll, we'll hope that that sorts itself out. I can see some of the Rumble ones now and some of the other platforms, just not all of them. So keep sending your responses. And Ginger said, cheese in Thousand Island is a good sandwich. Is Technically, Ginger said, is good sandwich. Um, but <clears throat> it's good sandwich. It's good sandwich. Um, okay, some good responses. Some good responses. Let's get into actual news now. Let's get into some actual uh, some meat, if you will. Some people like mustard on their meat. Um, remember when Joe Biden, who's the guy playing president right now, remember when he said that inflation is transitory? Well, here's what Joe said this week, yesterday specifically. A year and a half later, after those comments, roll the clip. It's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels as we keep the job market resilient. And we could see setbacks along the way. Mm. Could see some setbacks. Oh, so there, is, there is problem. There is an inflation <laughs> exactly. problem. Mm. <laughs> there is. I mean, there's RNC Research, who doesn't do everything right, but they put out an interesting graph. We can put this up here, and it kind of shows biden and the white house's verbiage or like descriptions of what's going on with inflation over the past you know two years year and a half um and it show you can see also by the way where inflation is not a problem at the beginning when he takes office there on the far left of the screen if you're if you're watching the show but you know they're they're saying it's transitory it'll biden says it'll pop up then go back down Long-term inflation, highly unlikely, he said. Yellen and Saki both calling it transitory. Biden, it's because of big meat. Don't even really know what we're talking about there. Saki says it's what decelerating. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to take myself further off track. But Saki says it's decelerating. That was uh, circa September 2021. You can see on the graph that it's jumped well over two points, close to four points, and it's about to climb a lot higher when she said it was decelerating. Klain said just a high-class problem. Biden, you know, Saki blaming COVID, even though we were pretty much at the end of COVID at that point. Biden, inflation at its peak. Biden, supply chain's fault. So it's gone from meat's fault to the supply chain. Uh, the way he changes it again. It's Putin's fault. Biden says it's out of date. Okay, you can't really do that. Uh, what is, that like a, is that like a milk, like when it's gone bad? Yes, it's expired. It's gone bad. It's, <laughs> it's going to be curdled. It's a, it's a curdled inflation scenario. Then you've got him saying 0% inflation. Uh, remember that? We played that clip. Biden, I'm bringing it down. Biden, our economy is strong as hell. He said that when it was still at 8 point or 8%, um, by the way. So... So he's talking this week, and he says it's going to take time to take inflation back to normal levels, something that he hasn't seen since none of us have seen since he took office. So either a year and a half, I'll let you just kind of play this game in your head and come up with your answer. Either a year and a half ago, he was lying and knew that inflation and a recession were going to happen, inflation then and eventually the recession that we're in now, or, or, He's just dumb, and his economic advisors are equally as dumb as he is. And what you're going to find with no matter which path you go down there, it's a bad situation. It's not good for Americans. It's not good for you. It's not good for anyone. 
And with Biden saying that there's going to be some setbacks, he's just setting the table and managing expectations, knowing full well that that's part of the plan. Things are going to get worse, and he knows it, and that's why he said that. These guys always, we talked about this as recent as yesterday. We, we do frequently that Democrats always create a problem and then act like they're the heroes riding in on white horses to save the day. In the case of inflation and what he's talking about now, it's come down so low that you, can, I mean, you can't count it as a victory. It's barely come down from a record high that they've set. But it's all part of their plan, right? This is all part of their plan, the Democrats and Biden being used as their mouthpiece and their, you know, dementia-riddled man, commander-in-chief, and their goal to break the backs of the American middle class. If you're, if you're on the radical left and you want this socialist takeover, which leads to a communist takeover, it's just, you know, communism is a step away from socialism— you have to eliminate the middle class. You've got to break their backs. And it's, it's particularly important in America where the middle class has always been the backbone of this country. But with a communist system, you cannot have a middle class. You have to have the extremely rich, you know, the, the so-called elites, and then you've got to have the poor down here. That's how it works. There's nobody in the middle. There's no room for that. It, it breaks the system. If you have that middle class, if you have people with financial freedom. So they have to do what they can to get rid of that. And they're going to continue to do what they can to rape the middle class, get rid of small business. And guess what? They've got 81,000 new IRS agents that are going to help them achieve their goal. Well, you know, I, I think I figured it out. So remember even like way back when when he was like, there's no inflation, remember? Like he had that comment, you know, on a off, you know, moment being interviewed. I feel like it's the same way. I, I, it's just, I feel like he's attacking this the same way they attack the hunter, the hunter issue in the family. They just don't talk about it and it'll fix itself. Right. You know, <laughs> like, you know, and, and, hey, a lot of families do that. Let's not bring it up and we're not going to talk about it anymore. And then and then we'll see each other at Christmas. And everything's going to be fine. Right. But it's not because what what's going to happen is, you know, Uncle Tom's going to say that one thing at dinner and then the table's going to get flipped over and everyone's going to blow up. It's the same thing that's happening here. Let's just not talk about inflation. It'll go down. It'll fix itself. No, it's going up. Yes. Because we're not we're not addressing it. We're not addressing the problem. Right. So stop acting like this is your again because they your... don't want to like it's. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they're 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 making out like bandits. Everything's yeah. fine with them. They're going to be a OK. You won't, I won't, the rest of us won't, but they won't. I mean, again, you got to remember with this, folks, we all say this never works, communism never works, it never has worked, but you got to remember that's not necessarily true because it has worked quite well for the elites and the people who have brought that system into play where, they have, where they've been successful in doing so. Those guys make out like bandits. It's everyone else who suffers. So it, it never works for the everyday citizen is, is how we should describe it. Um, but let's keep going on here with Joe. Disco, have you ever heard of a supply chain? Of course you have. Joe, I'll answer it for you. Yes, many times. Yes. <laughs> many times. It's a pretty common term, right? But the vegetable in chief 
thinks that you're dumb, thinks that I'm dumb, thinks that all Americans are dumb. Take a listen to this statement right here. Ten years ago, how many knew what the supply chain was? No, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. In the last month, Joy Reid has claimed that nobody has ever heard the term recession before Republicans started talking about it. And now you've got Joe Biden claiming and acting as though no one's ever heard the term supply chain. Guess what, Joey? Most of us, I mean, the vast majority are very aware of what a supply chain is. We were taught it in school growing up, junior high. It's amazing to me when you hear these people talk. Him, obviously, he gets the most press because of the seat that he's sitting in right now. But you hear him talk, you hear his colleagues talk, and it's amazing what you take away, what you can extrapolate, and you don't have to think hard to do it, from their speech. And, and what you can extrapolate and what is demonstrated is that they think that Americans are so stupid. They've got such a low opinion of their fellow countrymen. And it's just another example, this right here, telling these, these people in the audience how dumb they are, of how they look down on people with disdain and disgust. The people that vote for them, by the way. I don't I, I know we talk about it a lot. I don't get for the life of me how you have so many people that choose to belong, belong to an organization that openly shows hatred towards its members. But they get people involved. They get you hooked on all these emotional issues, and they get you involved thinking that, hey, vote for us, and you're in the special club. You're part of something special. But that's not how they look at you at all. You know, I feel like when the the supply chain crisis started happening, they're like, sir, there's a problem with the supply chain. And he was in the Oval Office, and he, like, looked around. And then first he was like, oh, I'm the president. He's talking to me. Okay. And then he's like, well, hey, clearly I know what supply chain is, but my assistant doesn't. So why don't you explain it to her what right. supply chain is, um, please? You know? well, yeah. <laughs> One of those. So that, and then that comment makes more sense if that's if that's what happened, where it's like no one knew what it was because I, I sure as hell didn't. (laughs) Right. Oh, Joey. Again, though, please understand the amount of open, clear animosity that they have towards anybody who is not deemed by them to be in this upper echelon or class of society, which really is just political figures maybe some in the media, and then big donors. If you're just some union stooge who's driving a Subaru with a coexist sticker on it, guess what? They hate you just as much as they hate me, just as much as they hate conservatives out there, people that they now consider domestic terrorists in this country. And you're eventually going to find out how much they hate you. Because the communists and people of their sort will come for everyone at some point. No matter how loyal you are, no matter how many masks you wear now or wore during COVID, no matter how many booster shots you got, how much money you pay Uncle Sam in taxes, they will come for you at some point, and it won't be good. Merry Christmas. That's all we got today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> Joe made another claim. Kind of a straight. This was kind of just Joe trying to talk and make up stories here. 
and and getting way off script. Take take a listen to this exchange. Jeff, thanks. Thank you, Jeffrey, for your introduction. I really mean it. It's a big deal. And you're a big guy. As, as I told you, if I had you running in front of me when I was playing flanker back, I could have been an All-American, man. It could have been big. It could have been big. Oh, Joe. Thanks for the introduction. That's what he starts with. You're a big guy, he says. What Joe wants to say is you're big and fat. At least he didn't challenge him to a push-up contest, which he's done before. But he can't say that. He can't, you know, go to the next level there, or he'll get in trouble with his handlers, lose ice cream privileges. But whenever they want to refer to somebody's weight and not call them fat, they're always just calling them big. Try and give them a compliment about their bigness. Maybe that'll get me out of trouble here. But he follows up with, I love this, as a, as a guy who comes from a football family, the, the, the sport means way too much to us, more than it should. I admit that all the time. But he follows up with, if you were blocking for me when I was a flanker back, I could have been an All-American. That's not a position. You're taking two positions and molding them into one, uh, not to mention the fact that flanker is a term that hasn't been used in a long, long time. I mean, we're going back to, like, the Newt Rockney era when, when people used that term. And if you were playing flanker, which is essentially a wide receiver, you don't have anyone blocking for you. You're out playing wide receiver. None of it makes sense. Anyways, let's, we're not going to go down and have a... And, and does he think he's Uncle Rico from uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Man, if Coach would have put me in fourth quarter, I would have gone all pro. All Remember pro. That? <laughs> yeah. I mean... I could throw... I could throw a pigskin over the mountains, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what he sounds, that's what he sounds like. like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it just, it shows his, his, his off the cuff moments like that show how out of touch he is, show how disconnected to reality is. And it just, it, it should be a reminder that this Joker has been lying his entire life to the point where now he just makes up these stories that make zero sense at all. You can, you can fill in the blank with any of the different scenarios, but it's all second nature to him because he's just that broken. And, and, and by the way, he would never be an All-American, even if that dude was blocking for him in a position that doesn't make sense to have someone blocking for him because this is a guy who's always taken the shortcut, the easy route for everything. He's been busted time after time again for plagiarism. He graduated in the lower part of his law school class. Now, in fairness, he had to take the LSAT back then, which now you don't have to. But he does just the bare minimum to get by, and that's why, you know, there's, he's selling out America in, in the process. He's making out just fine, but he's doing so little. It's been a really lucrative thing for him, but not so much for us. All right, let's move on from Joe. We got some other stuff to get to. We're going to do it here in a second. Real quick, though, everyone, please smash that like button. Whichever platform you're on, if you're on Rumble, it's the plus sign. It's the boxing glove if you're on the Rumble app. If you're on Facebook, you know what to do. Make sure you're subscribed on Rumble. You can do so on the video, above the video you're watching now, or you can go to rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. Make sure you are supporting and liking the page on Facebook and so many other places, Twitter, wherever you might be, wherever you're watching the show, go like the other ones too. It gives you some redundancy and comms if one of the platforms isn't down. It uh, gives you the opportunity for us to, to stay in touch with you. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter over at DrewBerkwist.com and then continue 
to engage here in the chat. We'll look forward to continuing this show. We got some other stuff to get to, including the Gay Marriage Act that passed, some CNN news, Don and Donnie Trump and, and Mitch the Bitch going after it. We'll talk about all that on the other side of the break. Stick around. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! It's that time again, time to shop for Christmas. But where can you find the perfect gift? Shop Mammoth Nation. We have hundreds of retailers offering thousands of products. You can shop everything from home goods to sporting goods, travel to apparel. The best part? You get great discounts from retailers that love freedom and love this country. Shop to the right, give to the right. Join Mammoth Nation and use this promo code to get 30% off. May God bless you and your family throughout this holiday season. The Christmas season brings about great joy for some. Eggnog, gifts, well, at least back before Joe Biden took office. Christmas carols and the occasional holiday romp. Let's be honest, we all know someone who took the smoochy smooch under the mistletoe thing a step too far and got themselves a present the next summer. Ho, ho, ho! But it's not a warm night by the fire, accompanied by Christmas songs you've heard a thousand times as you sip on hot chocolate kind of season now, is it? No, no. In fact, it can bring about great angst for some. Take, for example, here in digital media. You know the biz. We face our own problems. How do we give hosts and staff time with their families while still providing engaging content for the audience who deserves a special Christmas season? Damn good question. And we're not sure we know the answer, but we gave it our best shot. And we're excited to share with you the This Is My Show 12 Interviews of Christmas. 12 outstanding guests on 12 separate days to help you get into the spirit even after the show has gone on break. Conversations on the news in the current state of America. Uplifting stories, heartbreaking stories, and, you know, the potential for World War III. So, put on your ugliest Christmas sweater, subscribe to this channel, pour yourself some eggnog, and get ready for the 12 interviews of Christmas. We'll see you there. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. I love it. I can't wait to watch that with my two oldest kids. Again, the other two aren't right, quite ready. Some, of the other, some people will probably say the other two aren't either, but I don't care. Um, good guys well, versus bad guys, right? You got you to gotta get good guys versus bad guys stuff in there. Um, every, oh, every night this week, we've been like, oh, let's, let's watch something before bed, Christmas. And I'm always like, die hard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and our girls aren't old enough yet. And then I, re- I was thinking about it the other night. Home Alone is diehard for kids. That yeah, kind of is, right? It kind of is. I mean, I, I don't someone has to step on glass at one point, you know? It happens. It happens. I mean, it's there. It's I mean, I was literally like, how many more years till they can see Home Alone? <laughs> can we watch Home Alone tonight? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Let's total tangent here. There'll be plenty of diehard conversation in the month of December, which is that's crazy. It's tomorrow. Um, 
outside, I mean, there's violence, there's bad language, I got gotcha. you. But, but other than that, you have the one scene with a brief, you know, some brief nudity at the beginning when the, when Hans and the terrorists first take over the building in the office, a couple people having some fun, like, like the voiceover the posters, in that commercial yeah. says, I mean, they're having a good time. Um, yeah. And then there's a poster on the wall, you know, off of one of the elevator shafts. Outside of that, you know, it's violence and language. Um, and, and it's mental yeah. training and preparedness. You never know when you're going to be at a Christmas party that's going to go but, south like that. All, but also, too, with the ratings that they are today, you know, if that movie was made now, to, to get the rating that it got, it would, it would be even worse. There'd be more stuff that it would be going on in this movie. R squared. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of today and just how weird things are, man, I tell you, um, I've alluded to it already today in the show, but universities are no longer requiring students who want to attend law school to take the LSAT or law school admissions tests. And I'll give you one guess as to why. All right, I'll tell you. Think about it. You know the answer. And if you guessed equity, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because lowering educational standards helps combat white supremacy. At least it does in in the minds and in the communist ideology. Because these people, these people on the radical left, they don't like a merit-based system. All they believe in is a system based on race, gender, identity, all of that stuff. Look at all the people who work for the Biden administration. It's a bad com- uh, situation, though, when, you, when you've got a party like this. And individuals who, who operate this way, who think people of color... Minority communities aren't as smart as white people or white adjacent Asians, and therefore we've got to lower standards for any kind of educational program, not just legal. You know, this is the newest thing with law and law school and the LSAT. But this is how they are. I mean, remember when Joe Biden said poor kids are just as smart as the white ones? I mean, the amount of things that this guy has said is remarkable, but it's important that you listen to those statements because that is. That is where they're coming from. That's who they are. That's what they think. Most Democrats believe people of color are inferior to the white race. But of course, they project that onto you, onto me, onto Republicans and conservatives across the country. They make us out to be these racist boogeymen, when in reality, they are and they always have been. History proves it time and time again. And lowering standards for any organization or any kind of program is just always a bad move, especially when it's one such as law school or medical school, when it needs to be based on merit. Can you imagine them coming and doing this in, in medicine? Don't worry. You don't have to, to go to medical school anymore. (laughs) Like you want to be a doctor? Seems like like I'm about to get a surgery. I'm sorry, doctor. What year did you graduate most? Can I get someone else, please? <laughs> like, exactly. I would I would seriously be okay with that. I'd be like, I will wait. I don't care that my gallbladder is exploding. I will wait. <laughs> I want someone else. Oh, my don't God. I mean, you can... who, I, I, they couldn't pass it, so we're going to make it easier. And they shouldn't be a doctor. They shouldn't be a lawyer. Right. 
No, exactly. I mean, it's it's yeah, we've seen this in so many things. It's you've seen it for pilots, for example. Remember, I think it was JetBlue way back when. Oh yes. Or someone I we've talked about in the show, but they lowered. They wanted more minority people, so they changed the standards and this, that, and it's like no. We want the best pilot flying a plane full of hundreds of people that are going hundreds of miles per hour at 30,000 feet in the air. We want the best. I don't care what race they are, what gender they are. I don't even care what they identify as. I just need them to take this plane off, fly it smoothly and safely, and land it in the destination that I've paid you to to go. For me, it's... You know, doctors, lawyers, pilots, whatever. I want to talk to the ones that did the hard work, who studied <laughs> their asses off right. to get the degree and to be the best, and then be like, how do you feel about this? Because I bet you, didn't matter what color their skin is, they're going to be mad. They're going to yeah. be pissed. Because they're like, no, because I worked my butt off. I stayed up late every single night studying because it was hard for me to get, so I stayed up and read every textbook till you know, till my fingers were bleeding. The, you know, like the ones that really put the work in, the ones that did that. But now it's like, no, now it's easier. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. You paid off your loans. You took the tests. Everyone now doesn't have to pay their loans back, and they don't even have to take the test. That, that's, it literally sounds like you're making shit up when, when, when you hear how our world operates today. It's just... It's, well, the loan forgiveness thing is also still in... It's being held up right now. Just true. So you know, but, but, but again, but they're, that's what they're pushing. Like, that's, yeah, no, that's course, how yeah. their mind works, is like, this is what's fair and right, and we're going to do it. No. No. Just, just do the right thing. Do things that make sense. Come back to reality. I know you guys on the left don't get what reality is because you change all your definitions, but dear God, it's just you, you cannot win with them. You cannot reason with them. Um, <clears throat> but let's talk about this same-sex marriage bill because the, the Senate passed it yesterday, right? Great segue. Great segue, right? <laughs> Let's just transition from that to the other. But, um, <laughs> but first of all, we've got much bigger issues in this country right now that the Senate should be focused on. I know they don't actually care about the American people. I mean, that would be ridiculous, right, if they did. But there's way more pressing issues. But they're focused on this, and it's, a lot of it's in retaliation for the Roe versus Wade stuff. They want to get a win for the community that they don't really care about that makes up a tiny portion of the country, a growing portion, granted, but a tiny portion. So you got to ask the question, why is this an issue right now? Well, it all has to do with pandering and, again, getting some, some revenge for that. But essentially, you can do this in a lot of places right now anyway, so this is not changing anything. There's, there's more to it. I'll get to it in a second here. But guess who the Republicans are in the Senate who voted with the Democrats? You probably can get them. You can probably get an idea. Here's, here's one right here. Jack tweeted this out when it happened. You can see Mitt Romney, of course, did, being the douche that he is. But you had Roy Blunt from Missouri, Richard Burr from North Carolina, Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia, Susan Collins, no surprise there, Joni Ernst from Iowa, Cynthia Loomis from Wyoming, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, Rob Portman, Ohio, Dan Sullivan, Alaska, and Tom Tillis from North Carolina. Oh, and Todd Young from Indiana. So the usual suspects plus a couple add-ons to the Rhino Club. But remember, these guys, the communists, the left, they don't act on altruistic principles. There's always some ulterior motive, and they never take their eye off the end game. Remember, remember, they play the game better than we do. And in the case of this situation here, 
The communists and the rhinos want to force all churches. This is one of, of, of you could say, several reasons they're doing this. But they want to force churches, no matter what their religious views, to do these same-sex marriages, to perform same-sex marriages. And it's a, it's a, it's a basically what they're doing. It's a loophole that the uniparties come up with that would force them, force the government rather, the federal government into churches across the country. So if this becomes law, it's got to go to the house, which we just took back. But remember, we got lots of weak-minded people in the house on our side there too. We barely have the, barely have the the control of the house. But if it were to become law, in theory. In practice, you'd, you'd have imams in mosques that would be forced to marry same-sex people. Or, as a consequence, they'd lose their, their tax-free status. And I use that because that's obviously an extreme scenario. But it would apply to all churches, all mosques, all synagogues. And their main target, their main enemy, the left's enemy, is, is evangelical Christians. They're always after people of faith because it, it's, in, it's in direct competition with their values or lack thereof on their side. And they keep, in all these underhanded ways, the Uniparty, they keep chipping away at the Constitution. This is just another example of it. But their goal, if they can have things their way, is to destroy all religions. Continue to just wreak havoc on the country. I mean, they're hell-bent on doing that. People who don't go along with the regime, don't go along with their narrative, people who, who, who live their life based, based on faith, that's, that's untenable to them. Those types of people cannot and will not ever fit within their system. So Can they've I got go to essentially... Can I go on a little rant here? Huh? Can I go on a little rant here? Yeah, go on a little rant here. Please do. If you go to a church that decides to say, okay, yeah, we got to do it because we got to keep it, Walk out of that church. They're not following the word. I'm so sorry. They're not doing it. No. You, you want to be behind a pastor that says, you know what? Hey, we, we lost our tax exempt. That's totally fine. That's great. It's not what the Bible says. We're going to stay with the Bible. If, if the church does that and decides to do that, and I don't care if you've been there for 20 years, walk out the door because they're not, they're not following the word. And 100%. So, yeah, 100%. If, if they're doing that, if they're throwing these other you know, crazy events that we've seen with drag shows and LGBT, like scripture is clear. And, and, and our job is to no mistake about it is to love everyone. But scripture is still clear. You're hundred percent right. Disco. If that's, if that's happening at your church, hightail it out of there. Cause you're at the wrong place. I promise you, I promise you with my entire life, there's somewhere better for you, but there's going to be people who do it. Because people are terrified of, of finances. And they know, the left knows that this will bankrupt most churches if they, if they go that, that way, if, if they can push this through. And that's the intent. That's part of their plan. Because again, they hate these communities of faith. So you're going to have a lot of people having to meet with their elders, their deacons, talk about all this stuff and say, okay, how do we handle this? And the answer should be clear as day. Either either we're following the word of God or we're not. And I, I'm a firm believer that if you make the right decision here, you will be provided for. People will step up. I, if, you, if you say, hey, 
screw you know in a nicer way than i'd probably say it screw you guys we're not doing it take our, our tax exempt status people will donate more you will get there will be people who come alongside you and handle it the right way and you're, you're going to turn out to be fine watch out for those eighty-one thousand yeah. new irs agents who are going <laughs> to make your life a living hell but do the right thing Were you starting to say something? No, I was just saying, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, like at the end of the day, and I don't mean to go into like the religious side or, or the faith side of this, but it's just like, if you don't trust in God that he's going to provide, then then why are you running a church at that point? You know what I mean? Like you should yeah. be, you'd be like, no guys, we're going to take the step. It's going to be rough. We're going to figure out what we're going to do, but we're going to believe that God's going to provide. And he will, because he, it says it in his word, he will. So just, it's just it's scary because if that's what they're going to do and they're going to hold the church to the fire, I, gosh, you're going to see a huge split where churches are going to say, "Oh no, we're going to do it because we, it's it's the law, you know, we got to abide by the law and all that, you know." And it's <laughs> and it's okay. Well, you're going to lose a lot of members for that. Yep, a lot. You sure are. You'll you lose sure more are. money doing conforming than you would if you were to say, "No, we're not going to. We're going to." Okay, take our taxes up. That's fine. You, you'll gain more. You, you, it's just it's what's going to happen. And then I'm not like projecting the future, but that's I just it makes the most sense in my head. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see. But but make no bones about it. There's always an ulterior motive with the left, and there's absolutely I think probably several with this one because again we don't need this bill. This bill doesn't really change much on the surface level what they're saying it is just like their bills that are about infrastructure aren't really about infrastructure they're about climate change and they're about this and they're about that there's there's always whatever they call it and whatever they tell you it's for just assume it's not actually for that reason and then be on high alert uh which we all should be speaking of gay though um thus gay marriages one of the dumbest men on television and also a recently demoted Don Lemon, appeared on Stephen Colbert's show. Here's what he had to say about, you know, we've got Chris Licht, who's running things at CNN. Now, listen to what he had to say about CNN, because this is remarkable. It's definitely news to me. You've got a really hard job, which, yeah. is, which is running CNN. The word on the street is that you guys aren't allowed to be liberal anymore. Is that, is that the case? I don't think we ever were liberal. What? Yes, I don't think we ever were. That, not me saying that. That's the people out there saying that he's not letting you be liberal anymore. Well, I, listen, I think that I think what Chris is saying is that he wants Republicans, sensible Republicans, he wants us to hold people to account, but he wants people to come on and feel comfortable with coming on and talking on, mm-hmm. on CNN and appearing on, on CNN. So if you invite someone in your house, you want to make them comfortable, but also by the, by the nature of what we do, we have to hold people to account. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going liberal or conservative or whatever. It just means that we are doing what we do, and that's good journalism. So accountable, not confrontation. Um, I think sometimes one must be confrontational. Look, I don't think that a conversation on television should be any different than a conversation in person. Listen, I have, a, I have confrontational conversations with people I love, and I have uncomfortable conversations with people I love, and I think it's necessary. And I think it's also necessary to, 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 to do that on television, on CNN. And then, but you can do that without being vitriolic. I think not being vitriolic is maybe a better, better way of putting it. But you can do that and not have vitriol. And you, as, as people say, you can be disagreeable. 
you can disagree without being disagreeable. And so I think that, you know, that's what our mission is. Um, let's talk about the most important. <laughs> I love that he s- says that CNN's not liberal. I mean, how rich is that? I, it's just amazing. It, it's, it's not surprising that he or some of his colleagues would say that, that they're that blinded, naive, and stupid as to think that. But, but you guys have been an absolute liberal hot mess spewing hate and anti-America BS for so long. And it's going to, I mean, look, let's be honest. It's going to, I know Chris Lick saying they want to make it more middle of the road, center, just get back to journalism, something that doesn't actually exist anymore, not just in America, but anywhere. But they're going to continue to do the same things. They're just, they're just, it's, it's, it's under the guise of making things better and making things more fair. They're going to continue to be an anti-Israel network. They're going to continue to promote anti-American stories when it benefits the Democrat Party. They're going to continue to attack people that make them feel uncomfortable. It's just, it's, it's crazy that, that they, someone like Don, can say some of the things he said. And it's crazy, likewise, that the network continues, even though they've demoted him, even though he's been a failure there, even though he is such a divisive character that they they would use him to be a mouthpiece speaking on behalf of the network when you want to make this change and then you're letting the guy who's among your most radical people saying, we're not liberal, we're fair. Like, who's going to listen to that? And who was recently demoted, too. I mean, And who was recently demoted. Yeah. It's not like he's the flagship guy. You know, no. it's, he's, you know, you know what? let's get the guy who's got the worst ratings and uh, send him out on a night, uh, late night show. Yeah. Let's get him <laughs> on the circuit. Happens. Oh my gosh. Um, so Chris Lick though, speaking of him, just sticking with CNN real quick. And then we're going to take a quick break and get into Trump and McConnell. He sent out a letter. I'll see if I can kind of read it here. It's a little small on my screen. It's going to be small for you guys too, but he put out this letter today. It literally went out today. To my CNN colleagues, our people are the heart and soul of this organization. It's incredibly hard to say goodbye to any one member of the CNN team, much less many. I recently described this process as a gut punch because I know that is how it feels for all of us. Today, we will notify a limited number of individuals, largely some of our paid contributors, as a part of a recalibrated reporting strategy. Tomorrow, we will notify the impacted employees, and tomorrow afternoon, I will follow up with more details. On these changes, it will be difficult for everyone, a difficult time for everyone, excuse me. If your job has been impacted, you will learn more through an in-person meeting or via Zoom. It's definitely going to be Zoom, depending on your location. In those meetings, you'll receive information specific to you about, uh, about, to you about notice period or any severance that would apply and your anticipated last day. I want to be clear that everyone who is bonus eligible will still receive their 2022 bonuses which are determined by company performance. I know these changes affect both our departing colleagues and those who remain, and we have resources designed to support you. I will include a link to those resources in my follow-up email tomorrow. Let's take care of each other this week. Signed, Chris. So more changes continuing at CNN. 
I am dying to see what kind of the collective end game looks like for them. How not the end game, I know what their end game is, what the end product looks like. But man, they can't I mean they they can't do it. Is it, they people saying they they think they're convincing us trying to to take this route. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. All right, folks, we're going to get into cocaine Mitch McConnell, a couple other things here before we wrap and head over to booze and banter. A couple minutes, stick around. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers, or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. Welcome back. C Block here coming at you. Last segment before we head on over to Locals. The link is in the various chats. You can get on over there. You can actually get over there now and start chatting if you want. Don't turn off this feed because we want you here. But we got plenty to get to over in Booze and Banter. But for now, let's uh, cocaine Mitch. Mitch the bitch, whichever one you want to go with. And his double chin had something to say about Trump's dinner guest this week, which everyone's talking about. Roll the tape. Hang on. Sorry. I got to resize it. Sorry. Resize it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone is, lo- there's a couple stories that everyone's losing their mind about. This is, this is one of them this week. Are we set? Yes, sir. Let's roll. And everyone. First, let me just say that there is no room in the Republican party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. I mean, oh, you're still muted. Do you think? Oh, 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 sorry. I was just saying. Do you think, Mitch? I mean, like honestly. There's no room for anti-Semitism or white supremacy in the Republican Party. Of course there's not. And you know what? There isn't. 
I know, I know, it comes as a surprise. But there really isn't this problem that you've all fabricated and, and you know, made talking points about. You're just repeating communist talking points because you don't want to have to deal with Trump ever again. He terrifies you. Just say that. Again, I'd have so much more respect for these people, whether you like Trump or don't like Trump. You should at least have more respect for these people if they just say, look, here's the deal. I'm scared shitless about him. I don't understand him. I don't understand how he plays. And I'm scared of him. And like a lot of people, I, I look, I'd never heard of Nick Fuentes until I saw a video of him getting off an airplane with Kanye. And then social media erupted. It's been a big story, big hubbub this week. And as far as I know, and what we're kind of hearing, is Trump invited Kanye, ye, whatever you want to call him, to come to Mar-a-Lago. And then Kanye invited Nick Fuentes on his own to come along. This is the kind of situation, though, that people like McConnell and the rest of the rhinos absolutely love because now they can align themselves with Democrats. They can do it openly and publicly. Instead of saying it's obvious that Trump would have never had, had dinner with some white supremacist, and I'm sure he had no idea who he was, and, and taking that side, that tact, they dive right in, in and, and, and fall in line with the, the pedo party on the left. But that's how this uniparty in D.C. that's killing our country, that's how they play the game. That's what they do. The rhinos are on board with every part of the left's agenda. They just want to make it look like they want those sound bites where they talk about fighting against the Democrats, when in actuality, they have their hands in the pockets of the Democrats. And they're rearranging coins in said pockets to, to let them know, the Democrats, that they're pal. We're on the same team. We're good. Trump responded to it, though. So you got Mitch picking this fight. Trump responds. Of course, he had something to say. And he should, in this case. You should defend yourself. I love it because he called McConnell a loser for our nation and the Republican Party. And you know what? He's not wrong. Trump's not wrong. He's just calling it the way it is. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. Stop playing nice and being like, I don't want to upset or offend anybody. Say what you're thinking. There's, there's nicer ways you can say that, whatever said thought is in your head. But say it. Get it out there. Trump's just telling the truth here. Cocaine Mitch is a loser. He's trash. He's swamp trash. He's bad for, for the country. He's bad for our party. And people like him need to be gone. Gone. Get his wife out of there, too, in the process. When, he was, when Trump was asked about Nick Fuentes, he said, quote, I've never heard of the man. I had no idea what his views were, and they weren't expressed at the table in our very quick dinner, or it wouldn't have been accepted. He also told... Fox News, I gave them, I gave them the, talking about Israel, the embassy in Jerusalem. He did. We signed the historic Abram Accords, bringing peace to the Middle East. He's right. Our foreign policy game was so on point under President Trump. Again, I don't care if you like the guy or don't. You've got to give people credit where credit's due. His foreign policy game was absolutely astounding. It was so good. Withdrew from the erastrous, the, the excuse me, the disaster, erastrous, I'm making up words to sound like W. Withdrew from the disastrous Iran nuclear deal. Appointed a special envoy to combat the scourge of anti-Semitism and sovereignty over the Golan Heights. I mean, he did a ton 
for that community. He's the, he's the least bit anti-Semitic. It's just ridiculous that the other side would say it, let alone people who claim to be on our side like Mitch McConnell. But it's one of the biggest hangups with Republicans in our party. They always go into defensive mode when confronted by the media. That's, that's just the, that's like, that's the MO, right? That's, that's what has always been expected. But Trump is maybe not the only person anymore, but he's certainly the chief among them who stand up to the left, who stand up to the media. These, these people who call themselves Republicans, they never go on offense like Trump does. When somebody attacks them, you attack them harder. That's how you break the system. That's how you stop the cycle. Remember when Obama famously said if, if when somebody, uh, excuse me, if, if someone brings a knife to a fight, you bring a gun? Trump brings like a bazooka. Like, he, you know, remember, I forget the, the nomenclature for it, but remember the, 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 the shoulder-fired, you know, four-rocket rocket launcher from Commando? Yeah. <laughs> when she fires it, it goes the wrong way at first. Um, gosh, she was something special. But that's what you do. Like he brings a he brings a rocket launcher or or a flamethrower to a fight when he's attacked. Well, other colleagues in in the Republican Party don't even bring a weapon. They like throw the white flag up, like, please, no, don't don't attack my credibility or make me feel uncomfortable. And then they beg for forgiveness. Never. Never, ever be on defense with a communist. You have to be on offense. You have to keep attacking. Keep chipping away at their agenda. Keep chipping away at their talking points. Keep calling them out for the trash that they are. That's the only way you slow this down. I don't know that you can stop it. But it's the only way that you can slow this stuff down. All right, folks. We got plenty to get to, too. We got the zombie virus. We got Joy Behar. We got AOC. We got whatever the hell else you want to get to over on Booze and Banter. We'll paste the link in the chat one last time for you guys if you didn't see it before. We hope that you can come join us there. Get yourself a drink. Uh, We got one more full episode on all the major platforms tomorrow. Same time, 2 p.m. Eastern. There's going to be plenty to talk about because you know what? It's 2022. So if you can't make it to locals, we'll look forward to seeing you there tomorrow. Otherwise, come hang out with us there. Regardless of what you're doing, be safe, be smart, be free. Just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.